0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's
1: baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. This is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals. I am joined, as I am each week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. And, Jeffrey, uh, a lot of uh, big-picture questions now with the Royals, uh, with the way 2016 has kind of gone off the rails here uh, in recent weeks and uh, certainly seems uh, even a wild-card spot is is in serious doubt at this point, but it does get you thinking about the, the future roster composition. And um, probably the biggest source of intrigue is over at third base because Chester Cuthbert has performed so well uh, with Mike Moustakis on the shelf. Uh, Moose, of course, will be back in 2017. And then you got Hunter Dozier uh, looming in, in AAA as another option at the hot corner. It all kind of makes you wonder how this all sorts itself out and, and maybe the Royal shop Moustakis this winter, uh, in advance of his free agency. Um, what are your thoughts, uh, big picture at that particular position?
0: Yeah, pretty good problem to
1: have. Uh, I mean, you yeah. go back a few years
0: ago and Ned Yost was joking that, uh, as he stuck with Moose through some pretty tough times saying, well, we don't exactly have a third base tree. Um, just flick some guys off. So, but evidently now they do. So, uh, a lot of depth there. Uh, Chesler's played so well. Uh, Year here, his first full rookie year, that uh, you, you got to believe they're going to try to find a spot for him somewhere next year on, on the major league roster. So uh, they they will have most likely, you know, the DH spot available, depending on how they feel about Kenneth Morales going into next year. But uh, without doubt, when Moose comes back, he obviously reclaims a job. He's one of the better third baseman in baseball. He's got a lot of pop. Uh, I don't really necessarily think they'd be shopping him uh, in the offseason just because of. Uh, they really want to make a run in 2017, and, and he's an integral part of that. And You can make the case that one of the reasons they've slipped back so badly this year is uh, just the missing his emotional uh, leadership. Uh, he's, he's always been kind of the rah-rah guy in the dugout. So uh, I suspect he comes back. Uh, they'll, they'll either maybe try Chesler at second base or something like that. He's a pretty good athlete. Uh, he could probably handle that if, if, if they needed to, the D.H., uh, and then of course Hunter Dozer, who uh, had his breakthrough season, former first-round pick uh, in the minors this year. I think he's got combined uh, double A, Triple A, has got 21 or 22 home runs and uh, hitting over 300, really high on-base percentage too. So uh, they've already started that transition. They've moved him to right field uh, at Omaha and getting in some time at the corner outfield spots there. So uh, in case they you know continues to emerge, you know that's an option for him. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a nice problem to have and definitely something that, you know, maybe, you know, there is a trade ship there, uh, maybe with a Hunter Dozier
1: down the line. Well, speaking of trade ships, of course, the Royals had a few uh, pending free agents at the deadline. They did not move. And uh, Luke Kochaver of course, got hurt. Uh, thoracic Outlet Syndrome surgery, that's such a bummer for a guy who, uh, you know, works so hard to get back to this point. Uh, but Kendris Morales and Ennis Volquez both had value. Uh, in this marketplace, the Royals keep both of those guys. They have mutual options on them for 17, and as we've discussed in this podcast, there's no reason to suspect that, uh, uh, especially on the player side, that those will be exercised. So um, what are your thoughts on on Morales and Volquez and the possibility they'll still be in Royals uniforms in some capacity in 2017?
0: Yeah, those are going to be really interesting questions in the offseason because uh, especially with Eddie Volquez, uh, you know, he's a guy who – can really you know, eat a lot of innings up he's going to get up near i guess 180 200 again this year and and this is not a team that as you know is is has a lot of depth right now with the starting pitching and uh you've got three main guys coming back and uh kennedy duffy and ventura but you you know you've got two open spots there and um eddie's proven that he can stay healthy uh he's not having a fantastic year but um maybe he finishes strong and they strongly consider bringing him back at the uh, you know, some kind of uh, hopefully for them discounted rate uh, for the next two years or so um, with Morales, it's, it's even a tougher question because um, you know, he's, he's a guy that, that gives them pop right now. He leads the team in home runs with 18 and they just don't have a lot of pop in that lineup. Uh, but do you go out and give him another 10 to 12 million to come back for another year? He's getting up there in age. Uh, that ties into the Chesler Cuthbert question uh, you know, there was a time that they thought the DH spot could be kind of a roving spot where they give everybody kind of a you know one or two uh, games at the, at the DH spot a, a, a week, and so maybe that's what they turned to in, in 17, and, and they let Kendris go. Uh, I'm guessing they'll probably offer both QOs, so you know that maybe they can steal a draft pick out of them if they, if they both leave. So uh, really up in the air whether those guys come back, but I'd say the better percentage is
1: that Eddie comes back. Uh, we're about a year removed from Greg Holland's surgery and uh, obviously a, a, a strong relationship there with the Royals in the past. I'm sure he'll be uh, throwing for teams here pretty soon. Maybe him and Team Tim Tebow can have a uh, simultaneously <laughs> showcase, Jeffrey. But uh, uh, I won't ask you about the interest level in Tebow, but I will ask about the interest level in Greg Holland. Do you think there might be a reunion uh, in store there?
0: I think it's definitely a possibility. They've kept in touch. Uh, the trainers have kept in touch with Greg. They, they, they kind of keep pace with what he's – how he's progressing. And, and this was the month uh, that I was told at uh, beginning of the season that this was the month he would probably have kind of a showcase for teams. And uh, the Royals are definitely interesting, especially with the state of their bullpen right now and losing Luke Hochevar and uh, just not having the same depth that they had the last two or three years. So uh, I suspect they'll uh, be down there looking to see how his arm is doing and um, you know, I'm guessing, too, also that, that whatever deal he does come up with, whether it's with the Royals or someone else, it'll be kind of an incentive-laden deal just to, you know, protect the club a little bit to see how he comes back from T.J. So uh, he was a, definitely a, a warrior-type player for the Royals uh, uh, before he got
1: hurt, and they have not forgotten that. So, yeah, there's there's definitely interest. You mentioned uh, lack of depth, particularly on the uh, starting pitching side of uh, is Mike Miner close to uh, getting a look in that group? I would say so. He's up to 80
0: pitches now. His last two outings uh, in AAA, and both last two outings have been pretty good. Um, I would suspect maybe he does one more, um, and then comes back. Now they would have to make a, a 40 or move on the 40-man roster, so that's always painful for any team. But um, I'm, I'm guessing once he comes back, he gets gets a shot at the number five spot in the rotation. Uh, although Dylan G has pitched pretty well his last two times out, and he gets a little bit more comfortable. Each time he does it, he will be skipped uh, in the five spots this time through because they have an off day. They did have an off day yesterday. So uh, they're keeping their four main starters uh, on their normal days. And uh, G will get skipped. But uh, once Miner comes back, uh, you know, they've got to see what they've got there. They got him signed through another year next year. And the left handed pitcher, as you know, and <clears throat> was hitting 92 94 uh, with some good movement on his breaking ball. So uh, kind of curious to see what they've got there.
1: I saw where Ned said, you know, despite where they are in the standings, they're not going to just call up young guys for the sake of calling up young guys and, and have, uh, you know, auditions going on all all around the field. But they did call up uh, uh, Matt Stram, uh, young lefty, and, and have given hmm. him some opportunity out of the time. What have you seen from him? Well, just uh, he really opened
0: some eyes as the last two outings uh, uh, coming in and, and just getting some big time outs, um, especially against Tampa. Uh, His parents were on hand to see that, so that was pretty cool. And uh, You know, he was a guy as a starter, and we've seen this so many times throughout the the league, uh, converted starters into the bullpen. Suddenly that 92, 93 mile-an-hour fastball goes to 96, 97, and and he was topping off at 97 consistently in in an inning of work and really has a wipeout slider. He calls it a curve, but it's it's pretty slurvy. It it moves a lot uh, horizontally. Uh, and with a little bit of vertical dip, but uh, just terrific uh, uh, young young man there and, and really good outing. And uh, I suspect, too, that uh, he'll be used in a little bit higher leverage situations, you know, as Wade Davis continues to be uh, on the mend and without Hochaver. uh You're really down to Herrera and Soria uh, as your two back-end guys, but I think he's going to definitely move up into uh, that seventh, eighth-inning spot, high-leverage situations.
1: All right, there you have it, the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This is MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.